Hi everyone, welcome to The Rewind. This episode is going to be a very special episode. It's actually going to be the audio from a couple of videos we're going to be releasing on to YouTube. The first is an interview with Stud Muffins, which we did on you on Zoom. So you got to forgive us for the sound quality on that one. And the second is just something we like to call the TV recap. It's called Press Forward. And we're going to be speaking about some South African television shows and a movie that has come out recently. So we hope you enjoy sit back relax and be warned there are spoilers in this episode enjoy you're listening to the rewind with funza and b tenacity my name is Mugani Masego and i'm chilling with the beautiful lady over here hi everybody i'm funza <laughs> so she doesn't need anyone advertising her she's she so can, big she can do, she can do it on herself. herself so the person she is doing a good exactly. job by herself hey that's pretty good money obviously that could be everyone's response like they got money yes <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the rewind with punta and b tenacity <laughs> The one, the only B Tenacity. You're tuned into the Rewind. This is our YouTube Digest edition, giving you a nice, great interview just to make sure that you're staying home and you're staying entertained whilst you're at home. And as per usual, I'm not alone. You're drinking your coffee. It's cold today. <laughs> It's a bit cold today. Are you feeling the cold? You look like you're wearing a thick coat. Yes, I'm wearing a thick coat and a sweater. I'm feeling warm. I'm in Johannesburg. So, Gabandala. Yeah, Gabanda. Well, I mean, we are going into winter. But aside from that, right now, today's episode is all about speaking to the guys from Stud Muffin, the production crew and the cast. We've got Sniper and Malibu on here with us. How are you guys doing? Uh, well, good. We're doing good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I just actually want, I just want to thank you guys for, for coming through and speaking to us because this is very exciting. We've spoken about your guys' um, YouTube channel quite a number of times on our podcast. I personally enjoy the content that you're putting up there. It's a lot of fun and I really love the ideas that you've got going. And I want to actually start off with that. When the idea came to creating Stud Muffins, the YouTube channel, how did that idea come to you guys? Was it from a bri or anything like that? Wow, wow. It's like, I have to say this, like, I don't know. With Stud Muffin, I think uh, it's always been a thing that, you know, it's in every one of us as Africans and as being gay or lesbians. You just wanted to, like, that curiosity of wanting to know, okay, like, what does this mean? You know, like, where does this come from? It's something that we all have in us. And, you know, growing up, you know, uh, like there was nothing like that. Like I couldn't find anything. Even when I could go online and search, I'd search for things that are, you know, foreign, you know, Western, like American. You wouldn't get anything that you can relate to as African, as subtle, people that you feel like understand what it means to be, you know, viewed around tradition, you know, religion, family, you know, as Africans that we are. So we wanted to look for things that we could like relate to. And then, you know, I had to just 
talk to my friend about it, like saying that, you know, we don't have anything in Africa that young lesbians can relate to, that can understand and can feel or can identify to. And why don't we give them something and not also build it around the stereotype or stigma or fear of, 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 uh, of you know, they're not being free and finding some, something that they could enjoy and still relate to being young and not being so serious about the world. That's why, you know, it wasn't like a bribe or anything. I think it was just this long time it's always been in with it about giving you know the younger generation something that we could see and be able to relate and identify to without feeling like it's something that I have to be scared of that has been said about them on the internet or on, on, on TV something that's free free spirited I think how it came about. I think what's very important about what you're saying is the free spirited element of it um, in terms of media and mainstream media when there are lesbian stories being told there's always that whole bringing to light the darkness of the abuse that they face of the stigmatization mm-hmm. that they face and that does honestly build a narrative as much as we are being activists and letting people know that this is what happens this is what you don't know happens to lesbians in rural communities it it literally became a single line narrative that you saw over and over and over again. And I'm assuming that for a lesbian, if you're watching and that's all you're seeing, it's, it's even scarier to come out and say, and I mean, not that you owe coming out to anyone, but to be able to say, okay, I think I identify there or to start questioning out loud. And, and, and I've never thought about it like that before, because one thing about the show is that it is free. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing we'll give you guys. Adding on to that, I think the other thing that's when Sniper came out with the idea, she was mainly concerned about like the representation because normally it's so difficult to find shows that are going to talk about lesbians. It's mainly like the gays, gay guys that are being mm. represented. So it was more of let's t- just do something that everybody can be also feel welcome they can also be represented so it was one of those things that's quite beautiful so in terms okay now the ideas out there it's it's placed out there how how do you begin to materialize it did you guys have cameras and equipment already did you guys have friends that were already just jumping on it like oh damn i want to be part of the cast or was it like oh this is just the two of us now let's find people to make this vision come to light I think, I think uh, for me, it was like I was in Cape Town, I think 2017. You, uh, you guys, did you guys remember there was that storm that was going in Cape Town and everyone was panicking because the storm was a lot. And I was in Cape Town and I don't know what happened. I was with people that I didn't know, but I wanted to obviously relieve, obviously see what had happened that, that past three days that I was, you know, with strangers in the house. You know, I wanted to say, okay, I wish I could go back and see what, I, like, what happened, or how I felt, because I felt free. I felt like, because I went to see my friend that had to travel for some reason. Like, so she had to leave me in the house with friends that I didn't know. And I already bought my ticket to, you know, have this holiday. I was still going to stay regardless whether my friend was there or not. And I stayed with her roommates. And it was like, I had such a very free-spirited time with all straight people. And it was nice to also, you know, be that odd one out. And I'm like, you know, I would like to see what, like, what this would be on TV. So I took up my phone. I went and I DM'd people that I've never really literally spoke to before. I was like, you know, I've got an idea of a show. My name is Sniper. You know what I'm saying? Let's meet up. Uh, obviously, I had my friend here, my best friend, like, label. I was like, you know what? You're coming on board with this since you've got 
Just dragged them out. <laughs> always thought about this, but I've DM'd so, 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 O2 and them, and we're going to have a meeting on this day, but I get um, to Joburg. Let's meet and let's see what we can create. So none of us had cameras. None of us had any idea what we were going. I'm a photographer because I wasn't like, I wasn't like into TV. But yeah, I did. It's So I'm a photographer and I was like, now I want to like, you know, obviously do something that, 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 that has a longevity and also has in, has in line with what I want to do because I'm an activist. Activist, I've got passion about you know the lesbian community, and calling people that I didn't know, I've never spoken to. Mm. Say, let's do this, and we obviously use our phones or use our camera to see what we can do. So if you guys go to our page, you guys will see a video we did on the phone of just having people like a bus together. That was like just bringing people together to say, let's go party and shoot it like like in a bus and see how people react to that. Yeah. And in the van. Everyone was going out like, you bitch, I'm going to slash you. Why are you going to take my girl? And I'm like, okay. And we had this on the phone. And I was like, okay, mm. this is nice. And this is good. And this is what we, like, we want to see. And want to see people, obviously, be free and not. And want to show people that, you know, we gay, we lesbian. But some of us are living our lives. Some of us are slashing people and dragging people's wigs out. Yeah, yeah. Now that you have started the, you started the production with your friends, and you thought to yourself, okay, we are starting this thing. We are going to build it. Now, in terms of the house and uh, and and building the contents, because I remember, I think it was episode eleven or twelve when you had the yoga meditation instructor at the house. How do you go about planning content before filming it? Oh, regarding the content, what we normally used to do because we it's not just the two of us where we have like the directors and the writers. So we just sit and t- think about things that we think could be, would be fun for the audience to watch. And then things that will also help the girls out. So with the yoga session, I actually remember the director was the one that had, she had a friend that's a, her friend is a yoga instructor. She was like, let's try and see how the girls are going to work out with the yoga. Cause most of them are actually have, they've never done yoga. And uh, looking at it, it actually ended up so well because we, when we were on set, yeah. there was a point whereby they start, some of them was, got so tired, they started falling asleep, like weird things like that. And then they, were, they actually enjoyed <laughs> it's it. It's because they were zent out now. They were properly zent out. You have no idea. <laughs> it was such a fun moment. Just even being behind the scenes, seeing such things happening. I was also like, oh, okay, this thing actually works. So yeah. we also do, we do have, uh, we look at, come up with ideas and look at things that we think will actually like work out on the, on the episodes. I really love that, that fearlessness that you have from, okay, we're taking the idea and you know, I'd come, first of all, collaborating with people that you don't know that you've just seen on the streets to call them up and say, Hey, I've got this idea come through. That's a whole lot of braveness. Then to be able to say, okay, we're going to go out, let's grab our phones and we're just going to shoot what we can on our phones and we're just going to put this together. That's a whole other level of braveness. And then to also now sit down and be risky in the, in the, in the ideas that you have in terms of the content, you're not just shoving them into a house and just saying, okay, do you? Like you're actually laying out things that, I mean, I realized, and I thank you for actually bringing that episode up because when, when it got to that episode, I, that's when the penny really sung for me that, okay, you know what? These people are literally sitting and they're thinking of content and it's not just, 
throw people in a house and let's hope for the better, you know? And you guys are taking this um, very seriously in terms of your production uh, managing of it, I must say. Like, I remember when I went back to Punza, I kept going to her like, yo, Punza, yo, they even have diary sessions. They've even got like those, uh, those main things. And they've got, I don't know how many people are, are working because it, you guys are not waiting. <laughs> you guys aren't waiting for anyone to come. You're not waiting for... Um, bomb productions to come with their cameras which is quite commendable i want to go back to the house issue like is that someone's house did you rent the house how long did you rent the house for like my sister and i were sitting and we're just like whose house is this is it? and we're just like maybe someone's parents are out or they're gone and i'm like but i like the fact that if they rented it they put in the money into this idea like no one is saying we're gonna pay you for it yet but you guys are putting the money in. So please answer me on the house one. I really need to know on the house one. <laughs> on, on the house one, you know, you know, what we wanted to do is that we went and then we spoke with the, like the owner of the house in terms of saying, you know, we want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we found the house online. You see, oh. like, we found the house on like Airbnb, but then you feel like you want to shoot for like a period of, Two weeks, you know yeah, what I'm saying? That's yeah. an time of good money, you know. So we went and then we said, let's come to some, you know, agreement to say, you know, we want to shoot stay in your house for this for this period of time to shoot. Just also, it wasn't you like it wasn't easy to get a house. Yeah, find a house that beats a women with crew. You guys must remember, we've got crew behind mm-hmm. that has that has to live with us in that house. To oh, oh my. To shoot. So we need to find a big house enough to fit that much people, and we could only find one house in the whole of Johannesburg to fit enough people to, because we have to wake up early and go do some other shoots. And so we worked like some kind of you know plan with the owner of the house. It's not about and then we then within ourselves we then had to take in our own personal savings because if you it's not about just having an idea, you really need to invest in your ideas. How I believe it. Like you need to go deep into your pockets to say, okay, I really believe in this project. I actually that we have to dip into our savings to come up with, okay, let's pay this man for this house. Because when you're in a house with a room full of people and you know they're lesbians, guys, come on, there's bound to be drama. As long as you're able to you know, know how to, you know, have, that we have to have bouncers or whatnot to protect people from, you know, getting into each other's throat. Yes, we don't see all of that because it's crazy in that house, guys. It's not easy. But yeah. Are you serious? You guys even had bouncers there. Yeah, like we had like a friend of ours yeah. kind of situation. That was like, you know, someone who's looking on also. We get people who to come in on the pro bono base of state. Yeah. You gotta see the plan, you gotta see the longevity, you gotta see the growth in this project. It's mm-hmm. not like a like a one season project. And they come in and they want to like obviously partner up to find a way to also push their own self and their career. You know, mm. what they want to do. So in terms okay. of the personalities. Like that is a colorful <laughs> cast that you guys have. Very <laughs> colorful. <clears throat> how how do you put such a dynamic group of people together, and how do you screen them to decide that this one, this one? Because we know they do it on um, international and professional production companies. They don't just put the first fifty who apply. You literally look at people's personalities and they trade and you you look at what can come out between the two. How did you guys come to such I think it's quite a lovely cast of people and so many shades of the lesbian spectrum as well, which I think you guys 
really nailed on the head when you when you when you put your people together. Do you know regarding that when we first had our auditions, we didn't really we had an idea of the kind of people that we wanted. But then the turnout of the people that came was like, it was in- impressive. So when oh, we started oh. to choose, yeah, people actually came out for the auditions. It was crazy. When we decided to choose, we didn't yeah. even realize, like we didn't know more a lot about the girls. But then we basically just chose from what we were seeing from the auditions. And like some of them, they actually unfolded the kind of people they are. Like um, Iris, we nobody knew that Iris was this funny. Iris, we just saw Iris, we liked her, she was cute, she actually wanted to be part of the show. But then when we, she unfolded herself, there was more, there was more layers of Iris. There was just a lot to, to figure out from Iris. Boss my so the thing with her, you just, <laughs> you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't even think, like, you always think, ah, oh, Sniper is this person, so she's always like, I come up a little bit strong. But she also got that the moments where she was vulnerable, she was she had emotional uh, issues that was going on. So it was quite nice because not everybody just wanted to be like strong and fancy and cute on camera. People were ready to just like be themselves on, on set. Also, like in, like in terms of character, oh my God, like, you know, adding on that is that with people from, from different backgrounds, with different, obviously different experiences and different choices and preference and, and all of that. I feel like also, obviously, you know, adding on some other creatives that we had to bring on board. Unfortunately, like they're not on here. They also had to like say, you know, this person would really tr- would, would would really trigger this person's personality to really. So they kind of complement each other. Also, you know, obviously, yeah, putting me also off my game. Like also because I'm part part of the production, they you know shut me out sometimes. So obviously sneak up one on me like here and there and yeah. it, like it blends like yeah like, i must commend the people that are not here like the director the other production company that also came in to also help us you know like no like they did a great job it wasn't like a one man apart apart from you guys how many more members are on the production team because the cast has what six is it six to eight people no two four six yeah eight eight people nine with yourself sniper and then Malibu and the other people, how many people are behind the cameras as well? So, at first, when we started, we had, uh, we were working with um, another production company that was helping us. So, they would help us with um, the camera operators, they would help us with uh, the the lighting department and the sound department. So, it was quite a lot, probably like maybe 10 on set uh, every time when we're shooting. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite, I think it's quite, it's, yeah, it was quite a lot. But now I think we've actually reduced probably like eight for now. With the directors, yeah, with the directors included also. Wow. Punta, you got a question? Yes, I do. So regarding um, the whole show, is there a plan on growing it just on YouTube or do you see it going on television or something? Or do you just want it to be an independent show you have on YouTube? With in regards, with in regards to that, like our show is actually on Soweto TV. Haven't you guys seen it on Soweto TV? We did the whole, like we did the whole season on Soweto TV throughout December towards January. Our show went on TV. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, so like right now we are on TV already, but uh, and and we're hoping to obviously continue it on Soweto TV. Right now we're on TV, like we've already been on. The the goal is always to bring it on TV. 
But in regards to us standing up with YouTube, it was because, you know, we were waiting. We had this thing that was good and people wanted so much to know about. And everyone was like, when would TV get it? And TV seems to be, you know, we went to go pitch to a couple of people that seemed that our idea was kind of like, you know, you know, based, like it's not what they were looking for. It's not what they want at this time. And we were like, you know what? Why hold on to this? You know, let's give it. The idea was to give it to the people. So then we were like, you know, let's make it free. Let's put it out there. Let's see what feedback would get. And then with that, we can run with it. So putting it on YouTube was what got us to Sweater TV. Sweater TV aired our whole season on Sweater TV. So that was a reason well congratulations on 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 that we were we are people who live in our places and we do not have any gstv or anything like that it's just youtube and podcasts that's, that's all we do so congratulations to you guys for that and i think the production is actually um quite great and i just love the the moments and the balance that it has from the rowdy and the great to the more sensitive moments and just to touch on those moments i think um uh the, one of the biggest moments that you guys had on this season was the pool moment with you, Sniper, and O2, and that whole moment. What was the reception of um, audiences to to those moments more particularly? Uh, to, the, to, the, to the personal moment and those moments that we try to, obviously, because it's not about five or about the happy times. We as individual, like individuals, we have our own private lives and things that we go through. And with the cast, you know, we, like when they started the, set it up, they were like, oh, they think this is all gonna be party, party, we just gonna have fun, like myself, you know, we're just gonna, you know, and then life happens, you know, and we were with that life happens, happen moment. And with people, they say, oh yeah, yes. Only a certain percentage of our show is scripted. What you see there is, 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 is real life, like, that really happened. And like with Google, you know, obviously going through her own, you know, journey with being like a spiritual person, yes. you know, a lot of that. And she unveiled how she's gone through all this emotional, like gone through, gone and did what they thought she had to do and still nothing was working out for her. How she thought it would work out. That was like abundant moments. And with all two and I, like, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, with our relationship, it just happened. I don't even remember what moment you really tried to talk about there, but there's so many but, moments. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but everyone with Wanda, everyone got to really experience and go through their own personal downtimes and uptimes. And with me also, you know. I think with the pools, were you talking about the session with uh, Sniper and Wanda when oh, Wanda yeah. was sharing her? Were you talking about that situation? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was that one. It was that one uh, that yeah. I was speaking on. I think it's just one of those things where it just came unexpectedly. Nobody knew what was going on with Wanda. But it came out as a benefit for her to also share her other side of the story for people that can also relate with what, what's going on. Because mm-hmm. uh, I felt like um, we just didn't want to be, like Sniper mentioned, we just didn't want to be all about parties people having fun. We also want for you guys as audiences to relate and actually connect with what's going on in the show. And that's such moments actually like helped out with the whole production for the, for the season. 
That, 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 those moments were really great. But I think something that comes out from the queer community a lot is that um, the queer community is not there to teach, to teach society about queerness. So I understand those moments, I'm particularly asking in terms of how your audiences reacted, what were some notes in terms of people who are in the queer community and people who aren't, because a lot of the time you hear queer people saying, we're not here to teach people about our lifestyle. This is it and that's that. Don't ask me questions about what's down there and what's not down there. Do you get what I'm saying? So I just really want to understand when your audiences were seeing such scenes, I'm pretty sure they were appreciative of such moments, but did you get any backlash towards that or anything like that i like in in terms of the whole like thing we've we've never gotten any bad comments you know mm. we've never gotten any backlash it's all about wow this is like so enlightening you would think that this person is certain like this way and then the person is that like is totally mm. different from what you thought because of also mm. certain choices certain life experiences brought people to how they really are you know right yeah. now so like we've never honestly sat down to discuss okay no people no people has always been encouraging even the straight community like we don't all our, like our production are not made of you know gay people these are mostly straight <laughs> yeah. people. Straight people that come and say, you know what, well, I'm also, you know, learning things in this, you know, in this aspect because I've never also, you know, been opportune to actually experience this life in front of me. So they like we've always had good feedback, and that's only why we've continued because when we started off, why don't you just say, okay, how do people react? And all, all we've got so far are positive, positive situations that also carried up, also with all this obviously constructive criticism that has carried us through to obviously upgrade and make the show better show that obviously it's got growth, you know, like chance to, to be something better. Mm. Just to add a bit into that also, um, I think the other thing that we, we actually managed to do well with uh, such emotional episodes was that uh, in terms of the directing crew, they did not try and just push Wanda in the situation. They want her to be comfortable to share her experiences to be to be comfortable to talk to sniper like whoever she was happy with and that's why it actually like went out so smoothly rather than us trying to push her and mm. making her do things that she wasn't comfortable with we just had to make sure that she was happy to share her story and then that's how it just unfolded naturally yeah, no, that's really beautiful. Regarding um, the finances, so this whole production has got you started off the whole production on your own. So, are you still having to go into your savings to fund the show, or do you have people who fund the show for you and help you sponsor some of the things? Right now, what we've done is that we've created from one camera, we've gone and obviously sourced money out from like families and whatnot, got like more equipment. We've gone out from renting our equipment to keep, to, to be able to fund the show, you know. Well, like we don't give our cast what they feel like it's, it's earned, you know, like we don't even pay them what's enough. We make sure that there's food, there's transportation, and they're willing to also still put themselves out there. So still here, like we're not making money, but we've made ourselves like a full-blown production now where we actually go out and shoot other stuff to make money, like we shoot events, Weddings, we do all of that now to be able to make money to still push our own personal passion, which is what we're doing right now with Start Muffins. No, that's 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 quite a commendable um, business plan and idea in terms of let's gather equipment for ourselves and then let's make the equipment pay itself back and sustain what we are trying to create, which will eventually bring in money. And by the time it brings in money, you guys won't need to get an outside crew because you would have 
acquired your equipment all of the years whilst you're busy uh, getting all of that stuff, which is very, very smart. Now, uh, speaking about um, this, this new season that you guys are working on, first and foremost, are we going to see any of the original cast members come back? You know, people like Corbin who are fire starters, firecrackers in the mix there. Are, are any of the originals going to, apart from you, Sniper, because we're probably going to see you again. Ne? I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I feel like I'm behind the scenes, guys. My little, you'll never why are you know. shaking? We'll, we'll, we'll never, never know. know. You'll never know. You'll <laughs> never know. And she'll keep telling you guys, I feel like I'm on behind of the scenes, but you'll never know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, apart from so, Sniper, is everyone else going to come back or not? So, oh God. <laughs> we won't really have some of the ladies. Uh, are not are no longer part of the, we won't actually include them in the new season because some have left because of some personal reasons but they're still part of the uh, start muffins family will always whenever things whenever they're ready will always like accommodate accommodate them so at the moment there are some people that won't be back into the season two and will definitely bring new faces we've had auditions and we've had great responses from people that want to be part of the the show so we'll just we just want to spice it up just mix it up and see how it will be that's what we love <laughs> the spice is what we love <laughs> <laughs> i actually want to ask you something about soweto tv quickly um and regards to the reach that something like being on tv has because you've just brought up personal issues and i'm sure it doesn't it might not necessarily link into this but i just want to ask now um some people find the internet as a really safe place. You, you can hide um, yourself, your true self, um, from family members that wouldn't accept you and take you in. On Twitter, if your family members don't have Twitter, you're safe. You can like whatever you like, you can post whatever you want to post. Same goes for Instagram, Facebook, and things like YouTube. So now, when it goes on to television, did you find any of your cast members were compromised out of the fear that, oh, it's a larger platform now, a lot of people are going to see this, what is my family going to say? Because we still have a lot of people who use internet, the internet as a place where they can really escape. And that's what I thought about um, the YouTube channel. I'm not to say that you put it on YouTube just so that everyone can stay anonymous. But um, I thought, well, if anyone is in this show that doesn't want their family knowing what sort of a lifestyle they live or who they really are, then the internet is safe. Because I was wondering whether you guys went and you shopped it to production companies and um, television companies to say, here's the show. And you answered that earlier on. But I thought to myself, maybe they didn't because YouTube and the internet has that anonymity. If you don't know what you're looking for, you won't find it. Do you get what I'm saying? I what you're saying. Yeah. Um, uh, before before we, we went into this idea, the goal was always to put it on TV. Mm-hmm. YouTube was never the plan. Mm-hmm. YouTube came as a plan. When we saw that, our fans wanted more. They were asking, when is this going to be released? And, what, and we kept getting, you know, when you go into a place and you kept getting no's and no's yeah. and no's and no's. It's like, you know, rather than let this, you know, put us down, we can lift ourselves up by just obviously putting this out there and still obviously getting the response. And maybe we can use this now with this, you know, the chats and the, you know, review that we get. Take this now to a product, like to a broadcast mm-hmm. channel. And they would take us seriously. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we thought. Which 
which is what happened as eventually. Okay. So everyone so knew, everyone knew class, that. All the, class, all the class knew that, okay, this was for TV and they were ready for TV. They weren't worried about, even when we told them, oh, we're going to be going on YouTube, they were like, well, yeah, well, we thought about this a long time ago, but nobody was like, you know, uh, yeah, like they were a bit down because they thought it was going to be like, so like they were like fine with it. So it was like it was all positive and nobody was was like still in the closet. Everyone's out of the closet, you know, even yeah. myself. I but on the other hand, I was a bit worried though, to be honest, because yeah, I, I come from a country where we're not like legal to be like to be lesbian, okay. I'm oh. from Nigeria. Oh. So, so, so I was worried about you know how would the response be, you know, how would people take it, you know, in terms of me coming from my country and you know when when the internet really really put it out there the backlashes was like they like nigeria denied it they said you know she's not our person They're like it was all bad but you know it's it like it's what comes with you know having a passion and being like you know like being in the lgbt community so i was ready for it yeah i just I, yeah i was scared but i was ready for it oh wow well i mean wow. we love you here in south africa we love you, yeah, the we love you. <laughs> it's not home but it's something you know um mm. that is quite amazing and okay now now back to the auditions what what sort of characters are you looking for this time um uh, like what are you seeing what are you liking are we going to be seeing um, more femme lesbians? Are we going to be seeing more butch lesbians? Like, which one are we going to? Or is this <laughs> going to be a mixture of bonke bonke once again? So we actually want to balance things out a little bit. Because you've noticed we don't really have, like, we've just, because mainly we have a lot of femmes in the show. Yes. So we wanted to try and see if we will actually get butch lesbians that have stories, personal issues, personal stories that they'll like to share. People mm-hmm. with that don't even mind sharing up, opening up about their lives, opening up about their families. People that are just open, people that are happy, people that are crazy, people that are just willing to be part of the show and go on with it. So we basically just try, we just want to create a balance so that everybody is represented. Yeah. I'm just really excited for um, for the next season, but I wanted to know regarding the parties, what people are invited can i like <laughs> as a random person i just want to know as a person and like, okay there's a there's a post out on the stud muffins page and they're like okay guys we are having a party if people want to come in and because the parties look lit and you're like i wonder besides the crew who's invited crew well, and cast members who's well, invited <laughs> everyone is invited to the stud muffins party all, all kind of people obviously we've got our bouncers out text everyone out to make sure that you know we said because you have to make sure the girls feel safe in their own space and all of that space definitely yeah yeah everyone is invited all kind of like all people are invited and you feel safe like guys don't worry yeah we take care of you we promise okay (laughs) (laughs) so in terms of season two now, um, characters and everything, you guys are searching for new people. It ends very soon. How are you guys going to raise the bar with the new season? Are we going to be seeing more numbers of cast members? Um, are you shooting in 4K only or something? How are you raising <laughs> uh, the bar? <laughs> uh, in regards to that, first of all, like just to add on right now, we really want to personally focus on the cast and their 
careers, you know, their careers, their, like their personal life and their own personal growth. And making sure to try, try to help them reach their personal growth. It's not about just shooting their lives and all that. It's about content, also content, to, content, yeah. You know what I'm Follow those, achieve those goals, those personal goals that they want to, that they want to, you know, project. And in terms of balance, when Lebo said, she said that she shall like, we're trying to create balance in terms of also adding cast that would feel also would kind of like motivate and balance things up in terms of what we're going to, in terms of helping this cast, you know, chase their careers, you know, become good society, you know, opposite like other country about like what they want to do. That's what we want to do. And we'll be trying to shoot in a better quality, you know, obviously having the support that we need. Better 4K only, you know, we we'll try and we'll see what we can. You know, it's going to take longer, but yeah, we'll see what we can, guys. Like, you know, no, guys, congratulations on it, in all honesty. Um, just the last question on my end, um, when are you looking at going live with season two? And also, now that you've got a television deal, is it going to be on YouTube first or on television first? Where is it starting? Yeah. Wow. Well, the goal is television right now. Like, the goal is always TV, you know? So we want to, you know, hit season two with a banger, obviously, on TV where everyone can get it. And obviously, they maybe make, like, short clips for our to keep our YouTube friends all over Africa because the goal is not to, you know, get people South Africa, is to be able to reach someone out there in Tanzania, you know, in Malawi, you know, in Zimbabwe, in Nigeria, or wherever. You know, so we want to still be able to carry our fans all around the world with us. So we'll make those short clips for for YouTube, but it's gonna air first on obviously on TV. We'll see how we go with that. But guys, okay, please don't cheat us though. Like, keep them as long yeah. as they are on YouTube now. Don't now when you go to television, we get five minute snippets of, here's what happened on Stud Muffins, this week on Stud Muffins. <laughs> and like, that's it. We want full episodes as well. Full episodes. Even if you put YouTube. We, like, we want food. <laughs> we want full episodes for you guys. Like, we'll do what we can, trust us. We want to we wanna give the people what they want. And I know yes. they want it. We definitely will. Um, last question from my end. Um, I wanted to ask because when you when you started speaking firstly about how you started, because we had a different idea of how the Stud Muffin started. We mm-hmm. think we thought like from looking at it, these people have a crew, obviously the house and everything. And now you're explaining that you know what you were basically building the plane while flying. You're like, okay, no, we want to do this now. We're gonna start now. It doesn't matter if we have the equipment, if we have the money, if we have this and that. We're gonna start it and just put our brains together to make sure this happens. So, what would you say to a lot of people who, especially creatives, people who want to start things but are just like, you know what, we're a bit skeptical because I don't have the 4K camera, I don't have a crew, or I just I don't have the money to pay people who want to start things. What would you say to them? So, for me, I'm not gonna make it seem like it wasn't. Um, a difficult moment when we're just trying to come up with the how we're gonna raise funds, how we're gonna shoot. It was mm-hmm. such a challenging moment. We had people, we lost people that are part of the crew. But then at the end of the day, is that it? What kept the whole um, the show to continue was the fact that we, as a crew, we actually believed in the show. If we mm. didn't believe in the idea, there was nowhere that we were gonna move on. Because the stress that came from making this show was just too much. It was just a lot. But then the mm. fact is that we all believed in the show and we could see the potential of it. That's how we decided to keep pushing no matter what. Like the what we fought, we've done a lot. But at the end of the day, we were like, this is worth it. Let's just do it and see how it comes out. So 
it's important to actually believe in what you have in mind. And then the nice thing is if you have people that actually believe in what you're sharing and then that are actually there to help out, it becomes much better. So I think that's how we, it, things unfolded with Start Muffins. We actually learned a lot from one another and then we managed to just like come together and do something. Wow. Mm. Well, yeah, definitely well done, guys. Thank you so much for speaking to us. I know it was, I said it was going to be 20 minutes, but like, <laughs> you guys are an entertaining bunch. So, <laughs> of course, it had to run over. Um, we honestly would love to actually sit down behind the microphones with you guys when COVID and we're back on level zero. would love to have you guys come through and sit down and have a full-on blast interview and actually speak to maybe even more of the people that you guys have working with you guys um are there any last words you want to say to your audiences our audiences before we close it off i just have one question for you guys before we close (laughs) what what would you guys like to see on the next season is there something that you actually like you're interested in seeing in the next season for me, I will, I will let you know that I personally do enjoy the parties and I honestly would love to just see um, more people. <laughs> the cast is... <laughs> the cast is a good number, but I feel like a good 12 people would, wouldn't be too bad. And I know this impact finances and it goes down to planning like that, but I honestly don't think... I think you guys can go bigger with the cast and literally have that number of people just interchanging back and forth and but I love it I just love the party yeah. and I love the vibes and I love it yeah for me I would say I definitely love what you're already doing I would just say just like amplify it add more volume because I love that it wasn't like okay guys I didn't have a budget for this thing or that we're gonna do this when the parties happened there was a red carpet we were like a red carpet what do you mean there were people shooting on the red carpet there was you know what I mean it was effort so I'm saying it mustn't be it's already working so it mustn't be too much addition or subtraction what you what you guys were doing is already mm. amazing so whatever you were doing if it was red carpet it must still be there if you want to make it better do it better but we're already enjoying the content. So give us more. If you want to add the volume, do it. I'm in love with everything. So I'm just saying, even at the parties, the one-on-ones, the cooking, or who's the master chef, this one thing, they cook better. I think I love everything. So don't cancel things that already work. Mm. So you can keep it definitely at, you know, I mean, obviously improve it, but uh, we already love it. Yeah, no, well done on the content, guys. Thank you so much for speaking to us. I really do appreciate it. And we'll share this with you and we'll let you know when it's out. But it's all the best on the new production and we'll be glued to your social media to see when it's coming out. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Hey hey everybody. everybody. Welcome back to my YouTube channel. YouTube channel. You are listening to The Rewind. Okay, smamele, but we want to know the inside news. Hey, nasi sfungwazi, kutumantla, emchulano baani, ni wrong, no punta, sfungwazi, sfungwazi, nasi off air, please. Also, guys, I'm really enjoying the podcast. It's really, really fun. I haven't listened to one in a while, one that I actually thoroughly enjoy. I'm literally out here getting ready for show, got the earphone, instead of doing vocal warm-up, mwamele, abu punta, na but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Thanks, guys. The Rewind with Punza and B Tenacity.
In March 2020, the World Health Organization officially classified the coronavirus COVID-19 a pandemic. In South Africa, our government responded by declaring a national state of disaster. We here at The Rewind have decided to share some tips with you to ensure that you stay protected. Always wash your hands and use sanitizer as often as possible. Avoid crowded places by socially distancing yourself. Leave the house only when you need to do so. Constantly disinfect surfaces that you use on a regular basis. If you have any symptoms, please stay at home. Do not finish the groceries at the store. And stay one meter apart from each other. If you're caring for anyone sick, make sure you have a mask and gloves to do so. Lastly, shower twice a day. We believe that if you stay and you keep on doing this, you will help us fight the spread of the coronavirus here in South Africa, making sure that us and your loved ones are staying safe and protected. This message was proudly brought to you by The Rewind. Are we live? We basically are live, yes. What we're talking about today, we are rewinding and recapping on our favorite South African shows that have been out in the month of May. So we have um, Loving Togoza and Blood and Water that we're going to be reviewing today. I'm really yes. excited. Yes. Personally, Which one do you want to start with? Um, can we start with... Uh, okay, okay, let's start with Blood and Water because I feel like you've got a lot to say with that one. Why do you feel like I've got a lot to say? I don't know. Say. I just got a feeling you do. I don't know why. Like, I, I mean, I have like points, but it's not like as intense. I would say that I am just happy that we have a show that's worth reviewing here on our channel and that is from South Africa. I am blown away. But okay, can you like lead us in with Blood and Water first? Like, All right. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Blood and Water is very, very interesting. It's quite an interesting story. It's about this girl who is basically, um, whose family lost, um, a child. Mm -hmm. And this child is her sister who happens to be, I think, two years older than her. And now this, uh, uh, this girl, her name is Bulen. She's at a school. She goes to a party one night and she believes that she sees someone who might possibly be her older sister. Mm-hmm. So this got it's got this crime investigative element to it, very lightly so, very yeah, lightly very so. Light, yeah. Like like a teaspoon of that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um and it's all about um high school life and these high school kids and her trying to figure out if this girl is her sister or not. But also um just trying to navigate high school and the complexities that come with, with being mm-hmm. in high school and everything like that. And also being I in a different mean... tax bracket. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I no, that's that very one. true. I felt that one. Which is what, which is what someone um, said is very, in, was very interesting. So if you, if you, if you haven't watched Blood and Water yet, there are going to be spoilers in this conversation. Yes. So rather go watch Blood and Water, finish it and then come back or something like that. Someone, a friend of mine mentioned that um, it's very strange how uh, Buleng went from this school that just looks like your everyday Model C suburban school to this like private elite school mm. in a jump like this. Yeah. And it didn't seem like there was anything um, like, like it's, it's not that easy. We don't know it no, to that be is that true. easy. I can't go like from government, even if it's the elite government school to send what what. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't happen um, overnight. Like, okay, let's sell the car. You, there's plans that are made and then you move to that school. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, my biggest, um, I also enjoy the production. I oh, really I did. did. Um, 
enjoy it. For me, one of the weaker elements was the acting. Uh-huh. But in terms of everything else, I think they worked really hard. But one of the weaker elements was the acting. I think someone who did a great job on that series was Natasha Tahani. Uh, because I was actually speaking and thinking about it. When you watch her, she feels so animated on that show. Yeah, You're just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why does she look so over-expressive and everything uh-huh. like that? But then I also realized that I don't think she's over-expressive. You know, in TV, you need to pull things back. Yeah, you need yeah. to tone things down. Mm. But I just feel like, and this is me speaking about the younger cast, not the people who play the adults and the yeah, parents. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like the, the, the kids, the school kids and everyone were just somewhat flat you know like, <laughs> I don't know what's the lady's name the one who's the actually the sister the one who's rich what's her name again um fix for me was a bland like you it was a consistent me? there was no uh, energy uh um like everything was just like whether she was happy when she was emotional and then obviously i watched the live last night of her in puling on Instagram and mm. that's her personality. That's how she speaks. How she's very mean and is it really? and that is her personality. So when I watched there wasn't any like when she's really angry. Not that you have to show, but when she's really angry, I didn't feel it when she was upset, when she felt betrayed, when she wasn't sure about her life anymore. I didn't feel any like climax. It was just for me like, okay. Yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying. And I think that's why Natasha comes across as so animated. Yeah, yeah. But she's not animated. Yeah. She's just doesn't downplay it as much as the others yeah. did. Like it was it was very interesting to just see how um how like pulled back mm. I feel like their performances were. But one thing I really like one thing that also stood out for me on that show is just so uh is just the 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 theme of blood and water they pushed that theme visually yes. to it like over the edge like i get visually you're trying to keep reminding us through lighting and things uh-huh. like that but at some point i was just like oh my gosh i cannot any more because if it was a nighttime scene you were guaranteed that you're going to see some blue or you're going to see some red somewhere uh-huh. if it was um the uniform for me i like how they put that in the uniform with having that maroon reddish yeah. color but like i feel like they were doing too much when now um i think it's the matrix or the rcls they the boys ties change from a red tie to a blue tie oh. like i get school change ties <laughs> yeah. but i was just like guys we freaking get it because it also gets confusing because they blazers some blazers are like blue it actually looks like another school oh, yes, but you realize that Oh, this person's either in matric or they're in RCL or they're part of oh, this community or this. Yeah. That's why, that's why they blazes different or they've got colors or something like that. But it, it, in the beginning, it took a while for it to just sink in for me to realize, okay, cool. Especially because the school that Bulin came from in the beginning used to wear blue. I don't yeah, know if you yeah, remember Osama and them. They were wearing mm-hmm. blue. So like, for to go to that school and now there's that mixture of that blue and red i think it was just to punta the lockers are even painted <laughs> blue like why do you like we get the I theme <laughs> you are shoving that. it down our throats a little too much the girls ties are blue and red like this just have that consistency with just the boys ties let them just be all red like we get it we get that you guys are doing this, this thing, thing of the blue and the red but it was just, for me, at some point, it was just getting a little bit too much in terms of every piece of, it felt like every piece of set, every room had the to lights. have, or, yeah, you but know? you know what, I love that you paid attention to that, because when I was watching it, at first, 
it wasn't much technical because I was like, let me watch it because everyone in South Africa seems to have been loving the show. Let me check it out. And then I was like, okay, this show is really interesting. But there was also like, I don't want us to sound like, okay, now we really have a good piece of material in South Africa and we're criticizing it. But there was a time Puleng is jumping out of the window and out of, in and out of the window. Number one, she's not living in an estate. In what South African home, a standalone home, do you have a home in South Africa that doesn't have burglar doors? Exactly. Coming out of the window. Exactly. It was not Wade who was visiting. Oh, no, it was KB or no, something. No, no, remember the first KB came through the, the door. party and she met the whole squad. When she went to the party, yeah. after her sister's birthday yeah. party and she was pissed off in the beginning of the scene and then she was catching an Uber. Then she went out the window yes. and came back from the window, I mean, through the window. And I'm just like, I mean, sorry, I don't even know where that house is located because we don't have houses. Maybe I live in the ghetto that don't have Burma doors. <laughs> this shit is serious. <laughs> You know, I honestly, uh, and it's what you're saying because I remember that moment. I was just like, to me, it's either we have Ama Stop Nonsense, these high damn yes. fences with like all of this lining to make sure people aren't just getting in and out easily. Yeah. Even in an estate, sometimes they do say that you can have walls on the side, but in the front, you're not oh, allowed yeah. to have a wall. But security, yes, you might live there and you might have a fingerprint, but if you're getting in at 2 a.m., like, like you're still a high school child, there's all of those things that are like, um, but I also think yeah. there's that element of, um, which is something we kept asking ourselves is, how relatable is that lifestyle? Like, I know you know rich people. Mm-hmm. I know you know rich white people. I know rich white people too. Many of the people watching and mm-hmm. listening know those type of people, but like, the lifestyles that they were living over there were just like, no, this is, uh, maybe we don't know Cape Town no, rich white I think, white I think people. it is Cape Town, Cape Town rich. rich elite. But some of that was just like, oh my gosh, I do not see, is is this really existing in South Africa? Mm. No, no, no. Actually, somebody tweeted and I was actually proud because I think there is that kind of rich, you know, like if I watch on the internet or whatever, I think I am sure there's people who live like that after school, they're already doing that. Like the kids who live today, like today who are like in the 2000s i mean um look at life yeah. like they come back from school yes. hey Jono, come to my house there is a like black smoking people. weed in front of your mom and in front of your dad and then he takes the joints from you and he smokes with you I mean, and I then he's like, like that's with the diversity of the people people love those lives like i mean kaz is not exactly like smoking weed but he can smoke he can smoke his bubbly in yeah. the house and while his mom drinks her beverages. So it's like, but also yeah. it was refreshing for me to see black people live that kind of life. Because on television, we're seeing yeah. the black people whose mom is a helper and this and this and that, which is cool. But yeah. then now it's nice to see like the black excellence. Like not only yeah. is Jonathan living like that, but Nolutando is also living on the same level, same par as Mang Mang and even richer than some white people. You know what I mean? So I saw someone tweeting that yeah. they also liked that part where it did show that... That dichotomy, that it's not just the white people living that life. I I will tell you, though, those discs in that private Ah. school are a bit too much (laughs) in my... uh, Not on my CEO. Not on my CEO. I'm just like, like, there's a saying that says, don't take yourself too seriously because no one else is. Like, those discs are like, you guys are taking yourself... Like that in private school. I'm sure I went to a private school. We didn't have chairs like that. Like in private school, I went to school, like, and we didn't have chairs. Like, no, I also think that was a bit like overdressing the set. Unless we have to Google, maybe Cape Town is like disgustingly rich, like the kind of rich we don't even, we can't even fathom. They just have Amatroa. 
I was like, also for me, I was saying um, those shots that were really amazing that I've never seen on set, um, South African TV that I've seen on YouTube. They were really amazing. Yeah. There was, like, I mean, the costume, I feel, was also very nice on Puleng and most of the cast members. It was, like, even the makeup, everything was, like, on trend. Um, I mean, um, okay, Achimuroka, what's his name? <laughs> the, the dad. Why was he wearing a suit that was, I feel like it was, like, last minute and then they couldn't find a suit for a rich man. Yeah. Like, that suit was, no. It did not sell the image. The way it was hanging on the tummy, like, you can, you can have a mukaba and still look nice in a suit. And the costume lady there betrayed him, like. <laughs> betrayed him immensely. I'm like, what? Anyway, but also yeah. I was enjoying the fresh faces, I won't lie. I know a lot of people say yeah, me me that no, we this face is on Ikazi or whatever, whatever. For somebody who doesn't watch t- um TV, TV like South African terrestrial actual TV. TV, actually not for South African TV. I don't watch DSTV. And I was like, you know what, this is refreshing. I've never seen them. It's still like refreshing for me to have seen those faces. You know, like I was like, well up, this is well done. I love the show. I, I binged watch it also in one day, also. I really enjoyed it. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I enjoyed it on yeah, that yeah. level. Like, I wasn't able to binge watch it in one day. Like, I had to take it nice and slow and watch another show and stuff like that. I think um, it was the pacing of the show for me. It wasn't working too well for me. In terms yeah. of the shots... Sorry, the sorry pacing, in terms of the I shots... Can uh, yes. pacing? I feel like it's a problem with South African television. There is no timing. You know, like, you know how mm, we in musical mm. theater, when we did a show and they'll tell you, okay, the timing, this can move quicker and then this can go slow, you know? Yes, And his real name is Tabang. I don't know what his character name is. It's Kibi. Like, I felt like maybe if it was not organic for them to take it to the level of international standard with the sex scene, it could have done something like with a movie. I, I actually want to touch on huh? that. Yes. Yeah, no, carry on. I actually want to touch on the sex scene. Yeah, like, stuff. with, for me, like, with, um, like, maybe, like, I'm not, it's not a musical, it's not like they could have done a movement piece, but for them to have been properly comfortable with each other, I feel like the directors or the acting coach on set could have, I don't know, like, given them time to get used to each other, let's say, like, a movement, I mean, an exercise, like, a movement piece where it allows you guys to be in each other's personal space, could have maybe mm. helped them have that scene so you were reading you were reading a lot of uncomfortability in yeah, that scene like, between the two of them no it's not feeling like um obviously it's her first time she's not gonna be like rock me or whatever but it was like it wasn't <laughs> it did it was just i guess they got it right if it was her first time and it was just that i don't know maybe and that's the, what they were trying to communicate maybe that was yeah. right yeah maybe they got that right but yeah it was just like okay i wasn't for me, the the in terms of the shots, what I really enjoyed was um, the full circle moment that they took us on. I don't know if you remember that the very opening um, scene, we see Puleng upside down or she's Ooh, chilling upside down nice. or something that like that. Nice. And then she gets up and she sits on the bed and the camera flips with her and we get a normal view. And then afterwards, um, at the end, end, end of the show, when she tells Fix that I think your name is Pumelele uh, Kumalo or something yeah. like that. Um, and you're my sister, the camera pans and it turns upside down once again. And it takes us right back to where we were in the beginning where it started us upside down. But now it's a question of whose world has been turned upside down? Who now needs to figure, like, it? I, I like the question that it posed and I love that sort of thought in the storytelling and everything like that. In terms of the sex scene, I don't know. You know, in South Africa, we have a lot of um, what you call this teenage pregnancy. It's something we cannot mm-hmm. deny. But in South African television, and I think this is the thing of 
the, the, the show seeming very, um, yes, we're trying to reach an international market, but like some of those things there, how relatable are they and stuff like that in mm-hmm. South Africa, um, to South African audiences. In South African television, you generally, um, never see sex scenes with high school students. Whatever show you're watching, yes, maybe they might start to kiss and then it will fade out and fade away. But I think as graphic as it was, especially with um, KB and Bling, even though they didn't do Mm -hmm. anything, just how graphic it was to the point that, like, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm not used to seeing this on South African television. We usually see this with adults in our television industry, and this is raunchy or unless it's a movie. But, like, our high school representation of... um, kids in high school in South African television has never been so grown up, mm-hmm. you know, like them driving their cars. And un- unless this is a, a regular thing, and all of them, <laughs> because I don't watch those channels and Lord knows what's going on Actually, that side. They right. probably like, this is the norm, you know? Sugar. You're right. Cause a show that's supposed to educate about sex and all of that. I don't know if I remember them being very as, as graphic with like, we're going to, fuck if i may and things like that like where, how the kids actually live to give to give i mean i mean this day and age yeah, how they the only thing i can compare to the only thing i can compare to this is like intersections yes but i mean isn't this growth? intersections was this raunchy isn't that growth like yeah no it is actually gross. showing that like it's not even a lie like we're not gonna act like reason like you have you have sex and then a baby comes right so <laughs> yeah but i don't know like for me it was still somewhat uncomfortable and i wasn't even watching it with my parents it was just being a munduam and i was just like oh my ah, gosh this is no, but my, uh, no, I, like for my I feel like the younger generation that that bar is set by what's that um series the one that's raunchy in america uh with uh, the one with like serious sex scenes like that one is so so intense I, I can't remember i forgot the name of the show but like they watch shows like that were insecure and things like that so that was just like ah, do you think do you think um the story would read different or read better or read worse if it was set in a varsity context like Buleng is going to varsity it's her first day at varsity and she comes across this girl who could potentially be her older sister maybe maybe in a maybe it would be more realistic with what they do on weekends but i i i, I won't lie because i have a cousin who who went to crawford and i won't lie on an after school like i used to watch her stories on instagram and she used to be popping moye in her uniform at a restaurant oh, right i was wondering number one what in uniform. in uniform if they went in uniform they'd have change of clothes from their whatever activities so that is the life she lived with her friends. And I was just like, what? I'm in Vosti and I can't even live like this kid. So it's realistic for people who know it and who have ex- access to it. But I think it makes sense in the context of the kids and how they're living today. Yeah, no, it is a good... It, otherwise, I do think it's a yeah. good show. I just think the story, they could pick up the pacing a bit and the actors can come more to the uh, party. Pacing in South Africa, like, I mean, we could even afford to add other scenes in that with the, the extra minute that they took. Some things can just move. Some things can be slow. They're not working with rhythm and beat. Honestly, everything is just like, how to shoot and then you know, some scenes, there must be someone on set who's like, okay, this has to speed up a bit in the sense or after, even exactly. with the editing, that could have been done. It's just pacing mm. is a bit. You know, who, you, know, you know whose performance I actually enjoyed? Sorry. The one person whose performance I enjoyed 
was the swimming coach's wife Yo! when she burst in the school. Uh, she was like, and she's just like, you've ruined my family. I hope you like yeah, that moment. Like she, now, yeah. she delivered. Whoever, uh, we must find out that actress's Yo? name because she, she really I won't did lie, like, And you know what? It, it, it also reminds us of that point. Yeah, there is no small actors. What? There's no... There's no small role. Just because small Because she actors. wasn't really in it. But that moment she was given, she's like, they will feel me. Yeah, no, it was it was honestly one of those things where you whatever whatever they give you, yeah. you gotta take back. Because the first scene where she dropped him off, I was just like, oh, okay, okay, I'm not sure about mm. this actress. But the scene where she was, yeah, I was just like, okay, I she's am. Fumed, sure. She's mad. She's like, you're really taking my life and ruining my life and things like that. Yeah, it was really amazing. Yeah. So loving Togoza. Hallelujah. Oh my god. Okay, Bongani, that show for me. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Okay, let me give you guys backstory. So, Manda N yes. makes his eagerly anticipated film debut uh, with Loving Togoza, set in a chaotic month leading up to South Africa's first dem- democratic elections in 1994. Bongani, number one, I want to like say congratulations to Ente. I didn't, I mean, I didn't doubt she's an actress or an actor. I, I didn't like say, okay, I, I mean, I didn't, Nixamu it was just like, okay, what actor shop? Here, she has really proven herself. She's stolen my heart. I was like, wow. When the movie started... You are a diehard yeah, no, fan I'm definitely now. a fan of hers. I mean, I don't know if I'd watch it. I don't know. Maybe she just did amazing in this one. But when the scene started, it had that back in 1993. When the people... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, what I wanted yeah, to come up for. Those, I don't want to... Like, Rafina Gibson Kente type of uh, delivery. We are walking down the street right South no. Africa. So I was just like, oh, I don't know about this. But then stars don't do. Stars just be. It had those vibes. I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. But something in me is like, something in me is like, no, man, watch South African content. I mean, you always like saying, don't watch it or whatever. Yeah. Now you're, you're, I had good internet last week. Now Let me try yeah. it. So I watch it. As I'm watching it, I'm like, I won't, I won't lie. Like, the actors who are there, the uncle, oh, Fuck, I don't have the accent. The uncle. Oh, Zamini. Oh, Hamilton Zamini. That man is beyond. Wow, he's amazing. That man is beyond, beyond talented. Wow, I was just like, I never crave being on like set on TV because I don't know if I'll excel on television as an actor, but next to that man, that whole thing made me want to be part of it. I was like, why wasn't I costed? I... Like how how are you not gonna give your best when that is who exactly. you're sharing the people the scene who are there with? and then what's his um uh what's his name uh oh what do they call him on Moscow the guy oh yes, him so. as well I mean I saw him in Rhythm City playing that gangster character or whatever and I know he's been casted in other films but with this one with the Kosa the the gangster hood life whatever like yeah. I feel like the gangster he did um the gangster he pulled uh on this show was. Like, he was educated, yeah. he's, he's quiet, he's... Oh, but I don't even know what to touch base. Okay, let me just quickly start. So, I really like the the setting, the set and everything, the costume, mm. everything I liked about it. Like, I liked also how they made the uncle... He lives in the location, but they don't live like the poor, poor people in the location. They've got a bath at home. There's an extra bedroom for the niece who's coming to visit. Yeah, Like, everything, like the set, everything was amazing. And I, I read online that they shot this in nine days. 
what yes. they Yes. So apparently, like, it was just corona. before that. Yeah, it was just before Corona was announced and the shutdown. And Ngatabo Mantla and Kriya were like, no way. So we're not going to let this opportunity pass Listen, us by. And they, they made sure. Like it was, they had a whole year. Like, I was so impressed. Like, thinking about it. I've got goosebumps. I don't want to lie. Like, that show was so good. It is the first time in South African television where people say they're in love. Like, when you know when you watch Grey's Anatomy or other shows where the director or the, the writer makes you, gives you time to connect with people? I feel like it yeah. was done here for me. Like, when it progresses, the story where she breaks up with her old boyfriend and meets her new, um, meets Moscow, their connection, them meeting up, them connecting with books because she's an English teacher and literature is her thing. Like, the build up, to them saying, I love you for the first time, I will not lie to mm. you. I'm like, okay, I felt that I love you. To the to the You are buying into I the story. I was buying into the story. It was like for I'm telling you, I kid you not, for the first, first, first time, Gifilile that I love you. I felt the support. I felt um everything that was happening in the leading up to the South Africa's de- de- democracy. I was like, I am believing this. I am believing. It is a love story, by the way. So, yes, I understand why it wasn't yeah. about the, mainly about the violence, but Moscow and um, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yes. Charlotte. Charlotte. I was like, Bongani, I don't want to lie. I, I, I felt it. And at the end, um, Moscow was still doing, he went to go rob um, Fidelity, basically. And then after he robbed yes. it, so she didn't know. And then, according to her in the story as the character, she knew Moscow going to go for competition. When you got there and he's in the right place, because he's a black man who's wearing a leather jacket. And you know, because Unale bounce at different and you're at a, at, a, at, a, yeah. at a white school. They're thinking maybe you're coming to do something. And as per usual, the white yeah. people came and they didn't ask him questions. They didn't, like, he, he just took out sweets and he was shot. It was just like, this thing is something mm. that is supposed to have happened 19, what? Mm. 19, it took place 1994, in 1994 but i mean it's still relevant to what happened but it was literally two months yeah yes it was it was it was taking place and it's so scary that you're reminding me of this it, it's set two months before the elections and the mere fact that we were so close to the elections and freedom and people white people would still get out there and just shoot a black person when abu mandela seba pumile Ikotesa is about to, you know, like all of those things are in action right now and you are still coming out. And on top of that, it's reflective of the times that we're living in right now. You know, I think what's very interesting and what you're saying right now in terms of um, what you call this, it not being about the violence and the guns too much and stuff like that is very um, beautiful as a writer that you need to be, that we as a writer, if you are a writer, need to be cognizant of. Like every story has a plot A, plot B and plot C. And your setting can help tell your story and bring beautiful parts out of your story or it can take your story down. And just because Mm -hmm. you set it somewhere or you set it in a specific time doesn't necessarily mean that every aspect, it can be set in war, but we we might not need to hear a single bomb go off in the show. You get what I'm saying? like we did have two encounters, if not three encounters with cops. And then we had those scenes, but it, it didn't have to have the element Yasarafina where we know that it's in that time. Because my exactly. mom's story about growing up in Amanskral in apartheid time compared to her aunts who lived in, I mean, her my, my aunts who lived in Alexander is completely different. My mom had a genuinely good childhood here. She was laughing. She had a, both parents, she had a home. She, you know, it wasn't as intense in another place. So... Yes, I know it was in Togoza, and Togoza's in Joburg, right? So, but like, yeah. even if cops would come and invade Guamanska or whatever, but like, there are parts where people were meet, like Charlotte and Moscow, who would meet and fall in love. And it wasn't, 
always good. They knew that had they had a curfew and that and whatever, but there were still moments where people could like connect and really love each other. And so even if yeah. there wasn't physical violence, we could see what the violence of apartheid did to the uncle as well. Like the way he yes. was just like, yes. and you know, remember when we spoke about on the rewind about alcoholism and we were like, um, no, South Africans are functioning alcoholics. And then we mentioned how Kaz's mother said, but there's some people who are still numbing the pain of what had happened back in apartheid. And then yeah. it also showed that perfectly yeah. with the uncle. It's not like he's just chose to be an alcoholic, but it was more of, you know what, like it, it's whatever they went through, whatever they've experienced, the exhaustion, whatever alcohol felt like that, that the, the something that could clutch onto or hold on to, if I'm yeah. sense, as it's that. It's a numbing solution Yeah, for them. so, I mean, Manga M, I mean, I've heard yeah. his, about his work and whatever. I've never, like, got an opportunity to watch things on TV. I mean, before Bossy Tisa's land, whatever. But then now, I was just like, bring it on, brother. Bring it on. Yeah, no, Manga M's work on television has mm. been astounding and has been, he's a highly mm. decorated television producer and director. And now for him to dabble into the film world as well. And which is what I really enjoy about his stories. Like there's, there's always that element of like the realism is so relatable, man. It honestly feels like an uncle, yeah. you know, it honestly feels like the house Everything you've been to. About it is like relatable. Everything that is, and yeah, even, man. Even, and just even the if you went to an elite school and if you went to other white schools and you were black and you were just maybe a group of a t- academics who were, who are just the black in the debate team, that would still undermine you. I still felt how uncomfortable those white kids, even if I wasn't raised in the exact same world as them, I felt how uncomfortable they are. It's sometimes when white people make you feel like you're out of place for being in a certain place. Like they make you feel like, yeah. wait, I'm yeah. and you're just like, you know, you can never be one of them. No matter how much money you have, they still want to make you feel like you don't belong. There will, there will always be that element yes, of otherness yes. with you. So, I just want to actually also commend, um, what's this, with regards to, uh, and I think it's so important, the range of emotions and her, her range of acting that she had to execute within those nine days. The state of, like, I think it's that very is very, very, yeah, very Yeah, and then so they must have, because I don't know if South African sets have an acting coach. So there must have been more work yeah. that pushed them. Like they had to be like, okay, okay, we need this. We need this from you. Because I can't just, uh-huh. But also like, no, I was sorry, just saying, sorry, South yeah? African TV, sometimes the, because this one also had the perfect pacing. That's, that's my thing. It had nine days, yes. but it had the perfect pacing because with Blood on Water, our issue was that the pacing. And then I feel like sometimes it's because, in a, uh, uh, we have one person doing so much. The director will be the coach, will be the that. Because if we're given just maybe just the acting mm. coach time, mm. like after the um, mm. or, um table reading and everything, like, you know, in between when it's cut and it's like, don't forget this emotion to give you the intentions, to give you the whys. So sometimes you're just working from your script and what your director says here and there. But when we have an acting coach on set, it really gives you time to be like that woman who burst into the classroom on blood and water and just like, ah. I, mean, I feel like she had enough time to say, yeah. this time with this scene, I'm really going to, you know, because she wasn't really on set. But in South Africa, people are not given the acting coach for them to give and excel at, as best as they can. If I'm making sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, people need to go oh, check wow. these shows so out. Um, the one is Loving Togos as a movie and uh, blood and water is a series uh they've done amazingly well especially umandla in and him uh, putting his name and and putting his name in um the film category and being able to say i am yeah. a filmmaker 
he's really showing that yes, I have the chops to be a filmmaker. Yeah. Not that we doubt it, but, but still, you know. But in addition to that, I also loved um what this movie gave Ente as a comeback. Like when I looked at her, I didn't. Number one, I don't even know Black Coffee's surname, respectfully. So I didn't think of her as Mrs. Mang Mang having to be removed next to her name. But I loved that this after mm. the scandal with what happened with her marriage, after the Zinke thing and everything, when she came back with this, she's like, okay, guys, all of that marriage stuff and all of that I'm, stuff I'm is done. Working. I am coming through and back as a as 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 an actor. This is who I am. This is what I've always been. My name will be on your mouth for my work for my and not work for my marriage and, and what you guys think. Yeah, you know, people. Some people might have uh, probably mis- mis- misconstrued her role in the whole thing as just Blake Coffee's wife, but they don't know that she was there from the beginning and whatever. But that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. I'm really proud of her. I'm really proud of the cast, even the white people who were playing apartheid. I felt y'all. Everyone did a good job. <laughs> well, I mean, with what's going on right now in the world, it's a it's very easy to feel yeah, white people yeah, being yeah. bad white people. It's very that one is not one that you have to that's far from reality. So you know? I'm really happy. I won't lie. Like I was just like, what? I need more because when I initially watched it, I thought it was a series, but I saw I'm like, wow, it's an hour and something. This is a movie. So I'm definitely proud of um, South African television. If it could go to theater, um, I mean, I wouldn't mind. It would be a fucking amazing musical if they had a musical. You know, you're touching on something I really felt. Like from the beginning, it feels like you're watching exactly. a piece of it, theater. Like like yes. story, story. Like yeah. Yeah. it's theater, mm, the lights mm. are dimmed and the smoke mm. machine is on. You it know, the haze is on. Play, but I mean, let's wait for Corona to, to, to come down. And I hope Manda M um, thinks of it and says, okay, definitely. I want this to be a theater piece. So, but even to be adapted into a series. Yeah. Would also yeah. Be very definitely. Good. That, definitely. Sometimes they lose the plot and then it just drags. And... But I feel like Manda has proved himself as a series uh, yeah. producer, yeah. television producer. Wow. Yeah. This is a very um, informative um, review. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, if you're watching or if you're listening, let us know what you thought. Uh, you can drop something in the comments or you can let us know on our social media profiles at the rewind underscore SA on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Or you can send an email to the rewind SA at gmail.com. Yes. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening in and um, taking in on our notes. Please subscribe, subscribe <laughs> to our, our channel. Because we are going to give you, give, be giving you guys... Oh, what's wrong with my tongue today? Oh, my God. Please subscribe. <laughs> the excitement. We are going to be bringing more YouTube videos. Uh, more videos, right? Not as like consistent as the podcast, yeah. but we are going to be doing our very best to... Probably, I think Try. recap We're would pushing. be nice to be on on YouTube, you know? Of us to watch more yes, South African yes, content yes. and review it. Yes, so, um, but yeah, thank you so much for watching. Punta, thank, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me on your podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll see you next time. <laughs> cool, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Chris, 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 Chris. The Rewind with Punza and B Tenacity on Twitter it's at the rewind underscore SA on Instagram it's also at the rewind underscore SA let us know what you think see la pogole your game on Twitter you can send us an email on the rewind SA at gmail.com you are listening to The Rewind